listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to share this today. And for those of you that don't know, oh yeah, all the junior high, that's what I was going to announce. I knew it was something. I knew there was one other thing here. Cameron, how come you didn't wave your hand if you did? I didn't see you. The junior high, amen. Thank God for, look at this, we got so many junior highs, so many things happen, it's so good. They are, they're blessings. Kids are so wonderful, our youth. So good about Cameron and Samantha, they're precious. But those of you that don't know, I just got back from seeing my mom who is uh, gonna be 84 years old in, in August and she's diagnosed with, with, with terminal cancer, stage four and all kinds of things. And, and when I got there, she really looked like she was going to die that day. But all of us, all, my, all of the family came in, so she's rallied and I mean, getting to talk to her and she's doing, she's doing really good, to be honest. By the time I left, she was actually literally sitting up talking and fellowshipping with us. But, uh, uh, you know, she still has, you know, they've not given any kind of great diagnosis. But, you know, when you look at things, especially when it comes to the area of sickness and disease, how many you know that that's, that's an enemy? Anything that steals, kills, and destroys is an enemy. And anytime you talk about things like that, and of course, I just had to build myself up. I prayed for her and believed God that God was going to touch her body, and he did, and, and things would take place. But, you know, still all the things you know, as far as the diagnosis is, is, you know, it's incurable and all that. But how I mean, you know, God's the only one, hallelujah, that determines what takes place. God's the only one that determines what is, because nothing with God is impossible, and nothing with God is incurable, amen, and so we trust him, but you know, in the midst of things, it seems like that uh, we have uh, this difficulty in facing our fears, in facing what is in front of us, so oh, you know, while I was there and everything, I was taking scriptures and doing things and just really reminding myself of the promises of God. How many of you know it's so good to remind yourself of the promises of God? And God re- began to remind me about his covenant. I knew that when I got back, I was going to do the first Sunday here, and we were going to have communion. We were going to talk about the blood and the bread being, you know, the, the, you know, the body and, you know, and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We were going to talk about that because this is a healing covenant that we have, that his body was broken for us. But why is there sickness in the body of Christ or why does the devil seem to have some access? And, and so we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to kick over some sacred cows, but we're just going to talk about the elephant in the room and believe God. I mean, I, the enemy comes in and he attacked my mom and he attacked Pastor Pam's mom and Pastor Pam's mom's doing really good and stuff. We're just, you know, believing for good things there. And, and my mom's doing really good for the circumstances and stuff. But we just take hold of it. Sometimes we want to just try to push things under the rug, but I just want to hit it right and just hit the devil right in the mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. That's all I know how to do. When the devil raises up his ugly head, we just raise up ours and we begin to just do what the word of God says. And many times you talk about the promises of God, the devil always wants to tell you, well, remember so-and-so, they didn't get it. Remember such and such, that didn't happen. Amen? But we're not concerned Listen, that's the thing about it. We're not concerned about what didn't happen. Let's look at the word of God. Let's look at scriptures and let's scripturally walk in the things of God. Because I want to share with you how so that you don't open the door. I mean, I believe that cancer is a spirit. I totally believe that. 
And I believe that it comes in by certain ways, and I believe that we got to stop those ways, amen? And I believe that we've got to take hold of some things, and we've got to make sure, because the Bible tells us. You know, we read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I just read all the way down, uh, you know, to the... 26th verse and read right there and I always stop right there. You know why I always stop right there? Because the next part just beats the snot out of you and I want you to be happy. We do this every month so I don't want to start the month off by beating you up. So we always do. But no, we, we, we do this. But I want to share, I want to read verses 27 and I'm just going to read it down here uh, all the way down to probably verse 32. But I want to read this to you because this is why some things happen in our lives. And the reason we share this is so that we know how to combat it, but we also know how to fix it. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want to talk to you about the subject of healing, and I want to talk to you the subject uh, uh, of spiritual drains. And also I want to talk to you about how to maintain your health and receive the benefit. I got 28 pages of notes, okay, front and back. So, okay, you realize that I usually have one page and we can go for months. So, but this is a whole thing. I mean, I have, I have so many things about from, on this subject, but I really just, the reason I, I been, begin to do this is because I want us to know that in the end of the age, and we know Jesus is coming, but the rest of the world's going to come and they're going to run to you and they're going to say, can you help me? And aren't you glad that God said we can? Aren't you glad that it said that these signs have followed them that believe, that in the name of Jesus we can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover? Hallelujah. And it didn't say anything about believing sick. It just said the sick. Amen. And here's the sad thing. Let me just share something with you, and this is really sad. I have gotten more people healed that aren't saved. I should say this. Let me just back up because I'm praying. I have gotten a lot of people that, that, have not, that aren't saved. They have gotten healed quicker and better and faster than those that are because I don't have to go through all of the doubt and unbelief of the ones that believe. I'm a pastor. Remember, I've been doing this for 42 years. I love my sheep, and I love you guys. I love all of you that are watching, too. And this is going out to hundreds, and it's going to be out there. It's out there. My words are out there. Hallelujah. But it's the word of the Lord. But let's begin reading here, you know, at verse 27. So anyone who heats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily or in an unworthily manner or does it in the wrong way, which is what the Corinthians were doing, is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, without honoring the body of Christ, hallelujah, he says you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak, sick, and some have died. Isn't that amazing? That's why we're sick, we're weak, and we've died because we don't honor the body of Christ. We get out of walking in love. We allow worry and fear and anger and strife to mess us up. And I totally believe that's how the enemy works in getting sickness and disease in people's lives. He gets them to get frustrated and upset at what's going on around them or other people and allows allows that to affect their health. So many things about the body of Christ. We've got to get people to stop being in unforgiveness in order to get them well and whole. Amen? Because it doesn't matter how much you put in. If you've got spiritual drains and you've got more drains than your input, you're going to be drained. Amen? And we've got to block those things. We've got to block some things that are happening. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4, 
In fact, go to Proverbs chapter 4, and we'll look at that real quick. But let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, and I'm going to read it to you out of the uh, New Living Translation, and I'll quote some things from the King James. But Proverbs chapter 4 gives us a wonderful statement here that uh, uh, Solomon wrote here, and he was writing Proverbs, but he was giving such a a wise advice about what was happening, what was taking uh, uh, here. In fact, it's so funny because, you know, Father's Day is this month. And we celebrate that. And this title of this particular chapter in Proverbs is A Father's Wise Advice. So if I was going to give you some advice, let me give you some advice on how to take hold of some truths and walk in, in the light of it. Amen? Any time you talk about sickness or any time you talk about health or healing or any kind of the good things of God as far as the benefits and the blessings, the devil always wants to fight you because he doesn't want you to be well and he doesn't want you to be blessed. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus has come that you might have life. Amen? And he always wants to remind you of your failures. But aren't you glad you got to get to remind him of his future? Anytime the devil starts telling you about your past, you tell him about his future. See, because for those of you that don't know, there's going to be a big angel come down, grab that sucker, and wrap him in chains, and throw him into the lake of fire. It's going to be fun. And we're all going to get to watch. Hallelujah. And we're going to be cheering. Hallelujah. You know, here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, my child. So he's saying, hey, listen, you, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Now, I heard this from somebody recently, and it just really, I shared it on Wednesday night, but it just really just, it just, it just resonated in me, and I thought, that's, that's, an, that's an area that I've been slacking on, because when it says right here, my child, to pay attention to what I say, listen carefully to my words, and here's the part, it says, don't lose sight of them, keep your eyes on them, keep your eyes on the word, because I, there were some things going on in my life that I was quoting the word. I know how to quote. I know I can sit here and quote almost every healing scripture in the word of God to you. You say, how come? Because I had to use all of them. I've had to do that. It, it just it coming against things and doing things. Y'all got nervous along that line a little bit, but I was beginning to quote them and say them and do them. And then, but it came a time all of a sudden thinking, Lord, I'm quoting this. I'm believing you. I'm standing but you know, it doesn't seem like some things are happening. Amen. Why isn't some? I'm believing you in some areas. I'm in other areas. I'm standing. And even in this could be in the area of prosperity. It could be in meeting my needs. Whatever it is, I'm standing. Why isn't some things? He said, let me ask you a question. Hey, you know, and this is what the Lord always does with me. He says, it goes, here it is. He said, now, the steak you ate last week, you know, and you remember how good it was? Remember how juicy it was? How wonderful it was? I said, oh, yeah. He says, does that do you any good this week? He said, you've reminded me of all the things that are in my word, but you've never tasted and seen because you didn't go back and eat it. He said, you know it by memory, but just because you remember something doesn't mean it's going to be a blessing or it's going to be what you need. He said, did you notice I said you got to keep them before your eyes? You need to go back and eat. See, all of us have done that. Y'all quiet in here. Y'all doing good online? Yeah, you're doing good online. You're shouting, jumping on the couches back there. Here's here's what happens, okay? Is that, listen, we're supposed to speak the word because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. 
But the Bible says we got to set our eyes on it because there's something that we look and see. How many of you know that we remember the word the way we got the revelation of it at the time that we were at? How many of you know that we've grown? And that now you can receive more. And how many of you know that there's more in that scripture than what you saw first? Amen. How many of you know that God said that as we look at it and as we see it, it becomes even more light to us? Amen? Amen? We need to do that. We need to take hold of it. Because did you notice it says if we don't lose sight of it, it says let them penetrate deep into your heart. Then it says for they, God's words, bring life or they are life to those who find them. I said, Lord, we got it here. I found it. I found it. See, I got this scripture. He said, no, you got to find them in your heart. And the only way to get the word of God in your heart is for you to see it, for you to say it, for you to hear it, and for it to drop down inside and for you to receive it in your heart. That's why you got to guard your heart because out of your heart becomes everything. Your life proceeds out of your spirit. When we talk about heart, it's your spirit. It's not your, this thing that's beating in here. It's your spirit, man. It's the man on the inside. It's that which brings life. And it's God's word is medicine. King James Version says that his word, not only bring healing, it's God's word is medicine. Medicine to all your flesh. Medicine. You know, how many of it doesn't do any good if you have to? You can go to the doctor, get medication, get all the medicine you want, put it on your nightstand, get it all in order, know that you're supposed to take it, but if you don't take it, it don't work. You can know all about it. You can talk all about it. Say, this is what it'll do. It'll do this for my life. I know exactly what it's going to do. This is going to be good, you know. But if you don't ever put it in your mouth and swallow that sucker, it ain't going to benefit you at all. You've got to take the word of God and you've got to begin to eat it. Yes. But here's the thing about the body of Christ. We let worry and we let fear and then we let anger and then we let bitterness come in. And you've got to guard your heart. Yes. Say, but you don't understand what's happening. I know that. Listen, the devil loves to show you how ugly people are. He loves to bring everybody by you and mess you up. He loves to bring thoughts. He loves to bring this thought and that thought because he's always trying to stop you from receiving the things that God has for you. Amen? He really has. So is the body of Christ. We have got to make sure that we believe what God's word says. We've got to believe that we are acting according to what God wants to act. Because guess what, folks? The world's watching. And the world needs us, and God chose you and me to be the last day uh, church. And he chose us to be the ones that are going to show the world how great Jesus is. So you're it. Amen? Yeah, you're as, you're as good as it's going to get. We're going to get better. Hallelujah, okay? But God's called you and I because he said there's going to be this great revival. He said there's going to be these great things that take place. But he also said there's going to be darkness and gross darkness that's going to cover the people. So it's going to get uglier and uglier. But those that are crying out for help are going to run to you and I. And they've got to see the body of Christ be in the body of Christ. Because remember what Jesus said in John chapter 17? He said this. He said, the whole world will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Amen? Amen. By this shall I know you're my, if you have love one for another. Amen. Amen. Now, it didn't talk about us having love for the world. It talked about us having love one for another. So the reason that we get sick is because we get upset and we get frustrated and we get, you know, uh, uh, some things. It's so funny because, uh, you know, uh, 
Pamela's mom, uh, she's living with us right now. We're helping her out there and doing things and stuff, and it's so precious and wonderful. But we had to get a blood pressure thing, uh, you know, that goes on her arm and a fancy thing, so they take her blood pressure and do all that stuff because we're making sure she has to do all that. So it, it's kind of funny because so Pastor Pamela and I decided, okay, we're going to check ours. Well, we had a, just had a little bit of a disagreement before we, you know, when we went, because we, we had to go out and go shopping and do all this and be all, and so we came back, and so we, we just bought it, so we got it all out of the thing, and I put the batteries in it, got it all ready to go, and uh, so Pastor Pamela takes hers, and it's like, whoo, your blood pressure, high. And we, I started laughing because, you know, I said, and I know why, because you're mad at me, so we got we to get forgiveness here, get us all calmed down. You know, I t- and I took my blood pressure, my blood pressure usually is always perfect, but it was a little high, and I thought, I know why that is too, because, you know, you just irritated me a little bit here, because of what we did. And so it was funny, so we, we, and we had to laugh at it, and we took it all, of course, then we actually took mom's, because she needed to do it, yours was the right one, worked out good, but... We, later on, as we were laughing and joking about things, then we took it again, and, and both of ours were, were, just, were just perfect. And the funny thing, and I started laughing, I said, well, it's a good thing you forgave me. <laughs> now, actually, what I, said, what I said was, it's a good thing I forgave you, so we could get right. You know, I have to make, no, but it just, I always have to give her a hard time, but it, it was, but it was so funny, because when we took it, we basically were in a place where, Man, well, what's wrong? I mean, look at this. This is terrible. Well, what's wrong was, is that uh, she didn't listen. <laughs> no, just kidding. She's gone, as you see. I can really do this. It's awesome. So, no. It was, well, it was actually, it was my fault. I'm going to repent. Tell her. It was me. I did it. I was just like, okay. Because how many of you guys know that when they say they're only going to get one thing, that's totally a lie? But and I know that I just wasn't. I got a little caught off guard, so it was like, "Hey, we introduced it." But you know, it's what we had to do. It was my fault. I got frustrated. I got you know, I made the whole thing messed up, and I I did everything wrong. But somebody got her a plaque one time said, "Shopping with your husband's like hunting with the game warden." She has that up on the wall, so I see it every day. And I tell her, "Well, see, that means I'm not supposed to go shopping with you." <clears throat> but that doesn't work either. But anyways. Here's what we do. We start worrying. We start getting into fear. How many of you know that worry, when you start to worry about things in your life, you just kick Jesus off the, of being your Lord and you became Lord. He told us we're supposed to let him be the one. Cast our cares. Let him do that. We're not supposed to have worry. And how many, it's so easy to, to get into worry and fear. Amen. And you have to grab your emotions. Do you know that? You have to take hold of them and you have to grab them, especially when you're looking at, 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 at death. You know, when I got there with my mom, and my mom's precious, but when I got there, my mom was, wow, she looked, I mean, she looked, I mean, and I've been with people and I know all that, I've been with people when they're about to take their last breath and she looked like she was going to take her last breath. I mean, she looked very terrible. She looked everything about her. And, uh, you know, the first thing I did was anoint her with oil and pray over her and believe God and say, here's what we're going to do and endeavor to do. And my sister was there and she began to do things because she's a nurse. And, uh, and like I said, by the time I was 
done, that's, you know, six, six days later, she's up sitting on the couch, she's walking, she's talking, she's communicating, and uh, she's eating and uh, doing things. And so, uh, but boy, did, you know, at first you want to go, okay, well, praise the Lord. I just don't want her to suffer. So Lord, take her. (laughs) See, now y'all didn't think that, but that's what you look at. You want to cry. You know, you want to, yes, you know, me, me and my mom are really close. I mean, we, we talk every week. I call my mama every week because I know, because of Ray, I just do. We just talk every week. You know, that's just what we've been doing for, you know, ever. I mean, I've never lived around my parents, so I've always communicated with them. But because uh, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And I honor them. And the Bible says if you honor your mother and your father, you're going to live long. So I want to live long. So I honor them. So, you know, we do that. But we've got to grab a hold of what's going on. See, because worry and fear will cause anger and bitterness. Unless you think I, I don't know what I'm talking about, let me just share some things with you. And I don't share this to defeat you, but I share this because of reality as a pastor. You need to understand that no matter what happens in your life, it doesn't change the word of God. Okay, amen? You know, 1988, my dad passed away at the age of 53 from cancer from the exact same cancer that uh, my mama has, okay? And uh, I prayed. I talked to him. They took, you know, he had an operation. They took the tumor out. I believe God. He, he went back to work for six months, man. He looked at just doing fantastic. And then, boom, uh, you know, within one month, he was gone. And it rocked my world. It did because I did everything I could do, and it, he didn't get healed, all right? In 2015, my wife, actually in 2014, my wife contacted cancer. You know, Esther was her name. That was my first wife there. And, I, and so she cancer in 2014. We believe God was doing good. But she passed away in, in 2015 in August at the age of 56, which do I believe any, I don't believe that any of that is of God or anything was right there. But I was, did everything. I did even more for her than I did for my daddy. I mean, I know the word of God. Like I said, how come I can quote? I can quote every, almost every healing scripture. You know, I got, I got 30 reasons in here why it's God's will for us to be well. I got 101 things right here in the back of these notes right here. There's 101 things right here of God said about healing, health, and long life. There's 101 scriptures right there. There's 30 reasons why all written and typed up right there on why it's God's will for you to be well and whole. I got 28 pages of notes. I can preach you under the table. And I'm 0 for 2. And so now I'm up to bat again. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to try to be 1 for 3 with my mom. I'm batting. I'm going. I'm fighting. I'm doing everything. Fasting, praying. Do everything that I've all done. Someone says, well, what if she dies? She, then she gets to go to heaven and then I'm 0 for 3, but I'm still going to go up to bat. See, the problem with us is, is that we have a tendency to want to go, well, we want to roll over and play dead. The word of God is still the word of God. Somebody says, well, don't you ever ask yourself why? Yeah, I do. I ask God why. I said, well, what did he say? He says, none of your business. (laughs) And I know he talks to all of you nice because if people talk to you like God talks to me, you'd all have to go and see therapists. And there's nothing wrong with therapists because they can help you at times. But you'd all have trouble. Because, you know, Jesus has to talk to me that way. He has to tell me, ain't none of your business. You just keep preaching the gospel. Don't you touch it in thought life. Because if you touch it, 
the devil will beat you up. Okay? But see, I would rather, and here's where people, this is where people, good people, I love, see, I'm a pastor, I love you, I'm going to care for you. People say, Pastor, I know, I know we were in faith. I know we were believing God. I know that they died believing God. And I said, man, that's the only way to die. I don't want to die any other way but believe in God. Amen? Amen? I mean, we look at this thing and we want to roll it under the rug. No, healing is what the Bible says. But it doesn't mean healing works for us if we take the word of God, take hold of it, and believe God. Why, people? We don't know, but we let God be God. Yes. Amen? Yes. And here's the thing about it, folks. Let me just share with you. My dad, you know, Esther, and if my mom goes to be with the Lord, they are a million times better than you and I. They win no matter what. I think if you get healed, you lose. But, but, it means God's not through with you. It means you're going to have to stay down here and work with the nasty now and now. But if you get to go, man, you get to go. Are you kidding? Wow. See, we, get, we look at this as how negative when we look at these things here. But let me just share with you. Let me share with you. Because remember I told you, I believe that cancer is a spirit. I believe that sickness and disease. I believe that every situation that has transpired and happened, that uh, uh, there are some things that we've allowed. We open the door, and so things begin to take place. And you have to guard your heart about worry. You have to guard your heart about fear. And you have to guard your heart about anger and bitterness. Folks, let me just say, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, the thing that, that the devil tried to do, I remember when my father passed away, it was very, 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 me and we were very close, and it was very, very difficult, but God used what I learned through all of that, hallelujah, what God began to teach me and to share with me, I was able to help so many people, and then when my wife passed away, I became the number one guy for our thing, for them, people to, to call and to ask and say, how, do you, how did you make it through that? Because it's very difficult to make it through that. And I'm not bragging on me. It's because I had a great family. It's because I had a great church. And it's because I had great grandkids. Literally, I did. I, I don't have any great grandkids, but I have great grandkids. Just grandkids. Okay? I'm not that old to have great grandkids. Okay? But I have great grandkids. And they were amazing. Amen? Because they were life and life-giving. It's one of the things that we look at here. But the one thing that I had to guard... And the one thing that I didn't do, and the one thing I never did, is I never got mad at God. It was never God's fault. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. That's good. And I think as we look at this, and I think what we need to do, what we might do all summer long, is take this subjects of healing and just smack some things so we can get you guys well and whole, because the enemy's trying to attack. It's trying to come against people with sickness or disease or their backs or their legs or whatever's going on. But God wants to touch your life. He wants you to be healthy and whole. He does. He does. He, he wouldn't have told all these things here. Because here's the thing about it. If you look at the scriptures, there's so much more about what God wants to do in our lives than what he hasn't done. Amen? Amen. And if you look at that, it changes everything about you. Because I challenge you, there's no place in the word of God where it says... God doesn't want to heal you. And you know, if you find something obscure, whatever, but even if you do, we can lick the word of God. There's a hundred to one against you. 
But why is that? Because the enemy is a liar. The devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But we've got to make sure we're not letting these drains because that's what the enemy wants to do in the last days. He wants to get it. God's moving at Harvest Bible Church. God's moving in our, in our midst. God's doing something super, super natural. And he's doing something in the earth for those that are hungry. But we've got to keep loving each other. We've got to keep connected with each other. We can't let spiritual drains come in and try to mess us up. Amen? We've got to look at what the Word of God says here in Proverbs. We've got to pay attention to the Word and pay attention. Listen carefully to His words. Don't lose sight of Let them penetrate deep into our heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And then He said, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So three things in closing here. Three things I want to give you that you've got to have in order to receive and to take hold and, and, and take this and, and walk out and receive from God. This is, these are things, if we want results, and this is, like I said, if you don't take your medication, it ain't going to work. And we're not against doctors. And that's the thing that's so funny. When people want to fight you about believing God, they, they usually have a great medical record. Because they say, well, I don't believe it's God's will to heal. It's like, well, did you, have you gone to the doctor? Well, yeah, I have to go to this. I have to go. Well, why? Then if you don't believe it's God's will to heal, why are you trying to get out of the will of God and get well? And we say that humorously, but that's truth. Come on, what is that? If you tell somebody, I don't want you to do this, and you say, well, I'm going to, you know, it's not my will for this, and then they try everything to get to, to do the opposite, what's going on? See, we, we look at the, listen, and, and if you don't believe in healing, cut yourself and watch your body heal itself. Because it will. Because God put healing in your body, okay? That's why when we talk about things, people get... But don't argument. Don't get into the argument. Don't get into fussing and fighting. This is too precious, too wonderful. And if somebody else doesn't want it, you do like I always tell people when they come in and they want to fight. Well, I don't believe a word you said. I said, well, it's not for you. You don't get it. You don't get to have it. Well, what do you mean? No, no, you can't have that. Well, wait, I can have any. No, you can't. The Bible says it's only for those who believe. And you don't believe it, so you don't get it. There's a guy came to a preacher one time and he said, listen, I don't know if there is a God or if there isn't a God, but if you can't convince me that there is a God and I die and there really is a hell, it's going to be your fault that I go to hell. And the guy said, no, because Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God because you've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You don't qualify, so you don't get it, so good day. <laughs> and the guy came back and said, wait a minute, you know, I, I may, maybe, maybe you can help me. He said, no, if you don't believe there is a God, then you, you can't get help. He got him to believe. Well, I think, I believe, okay, I believe there is a God, but now I don't know how. Now you've got to convince me. He's not on to convince you. The Word of God says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you be saved. If you believe that, you get to receive it. It's not up to me to convince you. It's not up to me to prove. I don't have to prove nothing. God already proved it. He already sent Jesus. It's up to me to believe. He's already, you want to believe your way, and that's what results you get. I'm believing my way, and these are the results I get. God bless you. But see, that's see, the devil can't handle it. Because see, the devil knows the truth, but he wants to deceive people. That's why he wants to get people to argue with you and fuss with you. And, and you're just like, hey, it's too late for me. I just love Jesus. It's too late. I know where I'm going, know what I'm doing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to let God do it. And this is too serious. This is too serious, folks. You realize that this is life or death. This is heaven or hell. Amen. This is serious business. Christianity is serious business. 
Isn't it amazing? You know, Jesus is coming back. We know that the rapture of the church is going to take place, and people always get mad about the rapture because, well, it's not mentioned. In the, I know there's no signs for the rapture, but except for in the, in, the, in the epistles where Paul said it's going to happen and we're going to be taken out because God hasn't called us to wrath. And it's not an escape theology. It's a two-minute warning theology. But the, the thing about it is, is that everybody wants to, to argue and fuss and fight. We just have to realize and say, hey, listen. We're going to trust God and receive it, and, and you're all going to be a surprise when we're all out of here. And, of course, they're getting everything. They got all this stuff now because now they're getting all the alien stuff that's coming out and all of the UFOs and everything we got. So what about all that stuff, Pastor? This is all demonic and all crazy stuff, but it's going to let everybody believe that when you and I are all out of here, hallelujah, we got abducted by aliens. <laughs> and and we're going to have a great time in heaven. But we've got to get our priorities right, folks. Let me, let me close on this. We've got to get our priorities right. We need to understand that healing is, is, is part and parcel of the gospel. That these three things that I'm going to give you real quick is, number one, you've got to have an attentive ear. You've got to listen. Make sure you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches now because gross darkness is going to cover the people and gross darkness is going to cover the earth, but the church is going to get brighter and brighter and we are going to be at a place where God's hand is. I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced of that. Second thing is you've got to have a steadfast look on the things. You've got to hold fast to what you see. Set your eyes on it. What you see, what you believe. Set your eyes on the Word of God. Hang on to it. God's Word will always hold you steady in the midst of every storm. So you got to have an attentive ear. you got to have a steadfast look. And then you got to have a heart that is tender, a heart that is, is guarded in the sense where you're receiving what God says, that it's so precious, that this is such serious, and I'm going to make sure that no doubt and unbelief is going to be in my heart. I'm not going to let any animosity, any ill will. I can't stay mad at anybody for any length of time. You know. I've had so many people get mad at me and say, why do you keep putting up with that person? I said, because I'm not going to allow any ill will, anything, anything, separate me from the love of God. I can't. Because, see, I know that if I do that, if I let unforgiveness or I let anger or bitterness or I let anything come into that, God, what will happen is the enemy will take me out. Because he wants to destroy people's lives. And so I can't do that. I can't. I got to make sure. No, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk in love, no matter what. I'm going to do whatever I know to do because I got to keep my heart right. How many of you know that family can? Boy, you know I've been hanging. I hanging around family. I love my family. They're probably watching right now. They're precious. But how many you know family? You got to pray for family. You know you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your relatives. So, but and I love my family. They're all good. But you know you just it's like hey, but you got to not let anything, nothing affect you he said well that's not right you gotta no that's not up to me let God be the judge I let God handle all those things let God fight your battles for you amen hallelujah like I said I got 30 of these the very first one is God's word is medicine that's what you got today but just in a little light thing I didn't even get down into it but the reason for that is is we got to take hold of but the biggest thing about this is that God wants us to shut the door on the enemy so that we're not weak and sickly and some have even died because we didn't honor the body of Christ. We didn't walk in love one to another. We didn't listen to what the word of God says. We didn't look at what the word of God says and we didn't keep what the word of God says in our hearts. We've got to do that. 
Because there's a harvest out there, and it is life or death. This is very serious business. Let's do that. And we need to continue to take our medication or take our thing, medicine, which is the Word of God. I always tell people, I'm going to have to double up. means I've got to look at the Word of God, get it, and, and get it on the inside. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these amazing folks that are here and then those that are watching. Lord, we honor you and love you. We praise you, Father, because of what your Word says. Your word declares that as we look into this word and we keep it before our eyes and keep it before our ears, that it is life to those who find it and health to all the flesh or medicine to all their flesh. Father, it's healing to our bodies. Father, I know right now as we've bowed our heads that there are many here that the enemy is trying to bombard them with pain, bombard them with, with sickness, disease, things that have tried to go on and be difficulties in their bodies. And many times we look and we say, well, I'm just getting older. I'm getting this. Father, we know that you're the one that created this body. The seeing eye and the hearing ear, you created them both. And you know them both and you have them both. Father, you also said that you want us to walk in life and in medicine and let your word be made uh, real on the inside of us. And so, Father, right now, I just take authority over the enemy that's been attacking. But, Father, also, we stop any worry and fear and anger and bitterness and any unforgiveness. We just say, Father, right now, I forgive. Right now, I, let, I release. I release that person. I release those things. I am not going to harbor any unforgiveness. No anger, no bitterness toward you, toward others. Father, I just thank you that I'm going to stand free and clear and I love you and thank you for your healing covenant that, and your healing power that touches my body. Father, I believe that with all of my heart. We pray, we believe in God, you've done supernatural things and you're going to continue. But Father, I've talked today as a pastor to his church, but it's all about that if we feel good, we know that the word of God works in our lives, we can go out and we can give it to others. And Lord, we can share the joy and the peace and the life. And Father, that we can reach out and we can touch lives because there's so many people out there in the world that need, they need Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Father, that's our heart's desire. Our heart's desire is for people to be born into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the healing covenant that we have. Thank you for just the wonderful covenant of the, of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it ratified everything in the word of God. It made all of those promises. Yes and amen. So Lord, right now, as our eyes are closed and we're here, and as we're closing this out, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice, that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior or anybody watching, if you're watching this and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you really know that if you died today, you'd make heaven and miss hell. That's what it's all about. It's very serious. God loves you with all his heart. He loves you so much. You know, the Bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Seems so easy. Seems so small. But something happens. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And then your new life in Christ, you begin to walk on how to walk this new life out. You get to get into the Word of God, find out the, what the Bible says, how to lead, and God begins to lead you, guide you, and so many supernatural things begin to happen. And so if you're here and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, just raise your hand real high so I can pray with you here. Those of you that are there, you just have to pray this prayer. Hallelujah. Because God loves you. He cares. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for each and every one that's here. Father, let us be laborers sent forth into your harvest. 
And Father, thank you that you've told us that these signs will follow them that believe. We're believers, so these signs are going to follow us. And one of the signs, the very last one, is we get to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Father, we're going to continue to pray. We're going to continue to lay hands on the sick. We're going to continue to keep swinging the word of God, keep swinging what your word says, keep declaring your word, because it's what your word says. And we're going to honor you in it, Lord. We're going to magnify your name. So Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time. Thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for this uh, wonderful time and fellowship we're going to have right after here with all of our children's workers. Father, thank you for all of the ministry of helps at Harvest Bible Church. Every area, every person, Father, we're so blessed because we got a family. we got an amazing body of believers here that, that, that are just so precious and committed to Harvest Bible Church. And Lord, I thank you for that. We honor you for it. We love you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.